Hallelujah. Good morning on our podcast at Word at the Ranch. Can you turn up the mic a little? I can't really hear. Thank you, Lord. There we go. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Good morning all around the world. Uh, last week we had 90 viewers, so if you're tuning in again, thank you for tuning in to our service. Uh, this is a mask-free zone, so feel free to come out if you want to go out in public without a mask. Uh, you're welcome here in beautiful South Orange County. It's about 73 degrees and it's gorgeous, so come on out. Say, no sickness can dwell in my dwelling. No infirmity shall come near me. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. This is also a sick-free zone, by the way. So if you want to come into a, a sick-free zone, if you're out there, feel free to come on in as well. Again, we have a no-mask policy here. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. While uh, Arthur was playing beautifully, thank you, Arthur, Darian, on piano. Thank you again for leading. And Clarissa, thank you. While they were playing and singing, the Lord was giving me a word in my spirit as she was praying in tongues that um, it's the start of a building of a mighty army. And uh, it's starting slow, but it shall increase steadily and steadily and steadily, just like a swell. And it will rise and rise and rise. And we're going to see some good days and great things ahead. Just stay with it, the Lord says. <laughs> stay with it, little by little. And the Bible says, don't despise the day of small beginnings, for your latter end shall be great. So never count the small things as minuscule. They're important in God's eyes. He's perfecting us in a spirit of excellence. Amen, amen. How many of you have this book or have watched our YouTube video this week? Anyone online as well? Um, I mentioned this on our YouTube channel. It's Andrew Womack's book, Excellence. And it's how to pursue an excellent spirit like God has, like David had, like Joseph had. Um, how to, and the Bible says like Daniel had as well, an excellent spirit that will rise you up into promotion. We um, pursue excellence in everything we do, amen? We are being perfected and we're also perfecting others. So praise God forevermore for that spirit of excellence. You can buy it on Amazon and start it with me. I'm only on chapter two. So feel free to join me in that book. It's a great read. Andrew Womack has a big ministry in Colorado and he's very sound in doctrine, very sound in the word, a great resource. Amen, let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you where two or three are gathered. You're here in our midst this morning. Thank you for a beautiful Saturday morning that we get to worship you freely in an atmosphere of praise in a great country, in a great land, in a great county. Thank you for where you've planted us, where you've placed us here. Such a beautiful day. We give you all the glory, all the praises for all your creation. And every man and woman sitting next to us and around us, made in the same exact image and likeness of you. We bless them this morning. Thank you, Lord. We bless our neighbor. We love on them. Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. If you'd like to turn in your Bible or Android or iPhone with me, or iPad or whatever it is, my pad, your pad, and iPad, just go to the book of Ephesians, and we'll start here with the Ephesians prayer this morning. And these are great prayers to, to highlight and to just know and to pray every day, not over yourself only, but over the lives of others. And these are spirit-filled prayers that work. I've seen the best benefits from praying these prayers for other people, and they'll work for you. Paul gave, himself gave us these, these prayers through the Holy Ghost. And Ephesians 1 and verse 15 is where the first prayer starts that he instructs us to pray, that God himself instructs us to pray. And he says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and your love for all the saints, and your love for all the saints, 
So you can't talk bad about a saint. Amen. He says, and your love for all the saints. Verse 16, do not cease to give thanks for you. Say me. Me. See, Paul the Apostle and God himself are saying, I don't cease to give thanks for you. For you. Make it personal. Making mention of you. Say me. (laughs) In my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. Say of glory. So that's God's presence, his power, and his goodness. The Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. In the knowledge of him, who he is. The more you understand who your father is, the more you'll understand who you are. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. I love that verse. That's my number one prayer I pray for people. No matter what their prayer request, that's the prayer I pray. The eyes of their understanding and our understanding being enlightened so that I'll know how to pray. I pray that for myself as well. The eyes of our understanding be enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. In the saints. Where is it? It's in us. Say, in his saints. And say, that's me. I ain't an ain't. I'm a saint. (laughs) Good morning. Hallelujah. Amen. And verse 19 says, And what is the exceeding greatness? Say exceeding greatness. Of his dynamis dynamite power. That word power there is dunamis, where we get our word dynamite from. Of his dynamite power toward us who, who what? Who believe. (laughs) Not just live as casual carnal Christians, but what? Who do what? Who believe. Amen. We're believers. Say, I'm a believer, not a doubter. I'm a believer, not an unbeliever. Say, be it done unto me today, according to my faith, God. You're looking at my faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please you. Be it done unto me according to my faith. Amen. That's a great way to wake up in the morning. Be it done unto me according to my faith today. Amen. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Is which We know that, right? <laughs> by now. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand. You know, Christ was in the pit of hell, dying spiritually, soulfully, and physically in hell and under the worst conditions ever. And the Bible says God raised him up from that place. So no matter what you go through, Christ has already been there ahead of you. Amen. And he's risen you up in himself. So you're above it. You're not beneath. You're the head, not the tail. Above only, not beneath. (laughs) Say he raised me up together. With himself. Say get over it. (laughs) Say literally, I'm over it. (laughs) I ain't under it. I'm I'm over it. See, he raised you up above hell hell itself. He didn't leave you in hell. When he raised, when God raised his son Jesus up, he raised us up over it as well. And we are over every circumstance, test, trial, adversity, everything the enemy tries to throw at us. We are literally over it. Amen. We keep it under our feet. Say, lock, get back. (laughs) Sickness, get. In Jesus' name. Say, I'm doing victory. Not defeat. The devil's defeated. And I'm the victor. Because of what he's done. Amen. And Paul says, it's not of works, lest any man should boast. But by his finished work on the cross, it is finished. It is finished. He gave us victory over death. Gave us victory over the fear of death. Gave us victory over the devil himself. 
Amen forevermore. Amen. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Again, this is Ephesians 1, verse 20. And seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named. I said that before uh, Hillary was just a name. <laughs> and God proved himself faithful above every name that is named. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we bless our president. Thank you, Lord. I felt that anointing come in right there. You know, if you do what the Word says, you'll live a blessed life. We bless all those in authority and in position in Jesus' precious name. Pray a perfect covering over their families. That is an anointed seat. This nation was founded by you, by your people, for you, Father. And your hand will never be removed off this nation. Thank you, Lord. We pray for all those in authority. In Jesus' precious name, as we're instructed to do through your sent one, Paul the Apostle. Thank you, Lord, that we'll live blessed lives and see good days ahead as we humble ourselves to your word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your covering over that seat. Use him, Father. Infiltrate that anointed position where he sits right now and use him in the precious name of Jesus. Infiltrate his thoughts. Infiltrate his heart. Send laborers into his harvest. Spirit-filled men and women of God who can inject truth on a daily basis. Thank you, Lord. Cover that position in the anointing and in your spirit and through our agreement on earth as it is in heaven. We give you all the praises for it. If you agree with that, say amen. Amen. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet <laughs> and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Say, without me, without me. the world couldn't be filled with the fullness of him. Say, I'm important. I'm special to God. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Here am I. Amen. You know, without us, he couldn't get his will accomplished on the earth. He is the head, but we are the body. And the head can't move without the body, and the body can't move without the head. <laughs> Praise God. We need him just as much as he needs us. Amen. To accomplish his will. See, God needs you, so never count yourself out. You're above only, not beneath. Amen. And then go with me to the second prayer, Paul um, instructs us to pray in the book of Ephesians, and that's found in Ephesians 3.14, it starts. Again, these are spirit-led, spirit-filled prayers that really do the job. I've seen more fruit come out of these prayers than any other prayer I've prayed for others. Ephesians 3.14 says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. Say me. me. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit 
in your inner man. His spirit's in your inner man. He strengthens you through his spirit that's yoked up with your spirit in your inner man. Strength comes from within, not without. To be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Praying in tongues is a great way to strengthen yourself in the Lord. To be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And that you being rooted and grounded in love, in love, may be able to comprehend. So if you're feeling flighty, you may just need to get right back in love. <laughs> if you're feeling confused, if you're feeling uprooted and ungrounded, you probably just need to get right back in love. It says here that love is being rooted and grounded. You will be rooted and grounded through love. May be able to comprehend. And love, walking in love and staying in love, brings comprehension, understanding, and wisdom and knowledge. That you may be able to comprehend by keeping your love command with all the saints, with all the saints, what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes all knowledge. That you may be filled, another prerequisite to being filled, is keeping your love command. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God himself. Hallelujah. As we walk in love, God continues to fill us with himself, who is love himself. And verse 20, this is my favorite verse of this season. Now to him, to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think with our pea brains, according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. See, your Christianity is rubbing off on the next generation, whether they like it or not. Amen. Praise God. And now skip with me to the book of Philippians. This book is what the Lord instructed me to teach on and go through for the next two services. But this book was written in some of the worst conditions by Paul the Apostle when he was imprisoned. And it says that this prison was underground in this castle city where he was imprisoned at this time when he wrote to us this letter. And some scholars say that he was shackled and had sewage going up to his neck at times in this condition in this prison because it was under the city. And the word joy, in some form or another, is written more in this book than any other book in the Bible. In some of the worst conditions Paul was in, we have the book on joy. Joy is mentioned here 19 times, more than any other book. Isn't that just amazing to me? See, you shine in darkness, amen? <laughs> when it gets hard, that's when things get good, amen? <laughs> Christ in you is the hope of glory, and the joy of the Lord is your strength. So that's what I am endeavoring to do with the Holy Ghost today in the Word, is to spark your joy in you today, and to rejoice, to stir up the joy that's in you, because when pressure comes, the joy of the Lord should grow stronger and stronger and overcome it in us. He who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. So he says, Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ. They submitted themselves to Jesus Christ as bondservants. Paul literally calls himself a slave, and Timothy joined him. Hey, I'm a slave of Christ now. To live is, to live is Christ, to die is gain, he said. He says, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, with the bishops and deacons, the overseers and ushers, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I'm outnumbered. <laughs> God the Father and Jesus Christ, grace to me and peace. Praise. You can meditate on that verse. 
and get happy real quick. <laughs> Grace to you and peace. This is God's intention for you today. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Say it with me, I don't carry care. He carries it for me. He's bigger than I am. And I refuse to pick it back up. Say, once I've casted my care on him, I refuse the temptation from the devil and pressure to pick it back up. Say, it's casted for good. It's in God's hands. I can't carry it. He's bigger than I am. He's got it. I let it go completely this morning in Jesus name and now just rejoice <laughs> that's what Paul instructs us to do rejoice amen that we have a good caretaker and he can't take it unless we give it to him we might as well just live free and carefree amen <laughs> the world's all bogged down with cares so we don't have to be amen we got to prove to the world that we have a faithful caretaker amen grace to you and peace from God our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't take care. I can't take your care today. Uh, Trader Joe's, every checker it seems like come across. Take care. I can't take it. Nope. Can't do it. I'll shut up. I'm praying to my breath as I walk out of the store. No. Open their eyes and their understanding. People will tell you to take care are usually full of cares. So don't take them. Amen. Give them to God. Oh, I cast that care on you. If I have, it's just a reminder for me now. If I have any care, I'm casting it on you as I walk out of Trader Joe's this morning. Amen. I've cast the whole of my care on you, and I refuse to take care and pick it back up. Amen. Verse 3 says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine. Thanked him for his partners. Thanked him for those who followed him. Thank you. Thanked him for those who were doers of the word making requests for you all with joy. With joy. There's the first joy. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you. Oh, I love this verse. This takes the pressure off of you and puts it on to God. That he who has begun a good work in you will complete it. That he who has begun a good work in you. It's his will to both do it, to plant it in you, and to perform it and to complete it. Yes. Revelation says Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. That he who has begun a good work in you will complete it. Say he's more than enough. Until the day of Jesus Christ. Say I'm getting really good at working with him. I'm getting to know my part more than ever. And I'm getting to know his part more than ever. It's a perfect union. Say, I don't do his job, and he doesn't do mine. We're working good together. Amen. Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you all in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains, in prison, and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness, how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent. There's that word excellent again. Move, approve the things that are excellent, just like that book, Excellence, that I mentioned. Approve the things that are excellent 
God is of an excellent spirit, and we should be as well. That you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Oh, let's just meditate on that real fast. That we should be sincere and without offense until Christ comes to get us again. Without offense. Without offense. Say, I want off the fence completely. <laughs> I want to live like the Bible says I can live. Without offense until he returns. Lord, make me offense free today. Purge me. <laughs> Cleanse me of any offenses I've carried up until this point. Uh, let them go. I give them to you completely. I want off the fence. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Notice this is God's sincere best for you, he says, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. You have to guard your heart against this in your sincerity. Be sincerely against offense. Have a holy hatred for it, since we know it's of the devil. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. See, you're being fruitful and having what the Word says gives God glory, not you. We give God all the credit. He gets all the credit and glory. Amen? We're faithful to give Him all the glory. Verse 12, But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Being stoned, <laughs> being put in chains, being imprisoned, they've actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. All His persecutions test trials and afflictions have actually promoted the gospel and have moved the gospel further than he could on his own. So that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest, all the employees of this palace and in this prison in which this prison was built under this castle, it's become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ, that I, I'm here because of preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. Everyone knows that's why I'm locked up. And most of my brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, hey, they see the gospel moving, and they see fruit coming from it. They're taking now confidence in his imprisonment that um, when you're weak, hey, God proves himself strong. And no matter what the circumstance, God will finish his work he started. Are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Paul says, if I can go through it, so can you. And they saw that and recognized it. And now these young preachers are moving fast for God. Because of Paul's chains, he says. <laughs> Whoo, glory to God. They've seen God be faithful. And much more bold to speak the word without fear. If I can do it, he says, you can do it. Carry the torch. <laughs> Verse 15. Some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife and some also from goodwill. Well, if it was like that then, it should be like that now, right? Mm -hmm. The word never fails and passes away. Mm -hmm. There's some preachers out there who are going to be preaching from envy and strife, and there'll be also some that preach from the goodwill. God sense. Yes. Preaching from goodwill, for goodwill toward all men. Verse 16, The former preach Christ from selfish ambition. Selfish ambition. Not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my chains. But the latter out of love, out of love, speaking the truth in love, knowing that I am appointed, or literally for the benefit of others, more than themselves. Keep sowing the word. 
It'll come back on every wave. Keep sowing the word. But the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And in this I rejoice. There's that word joy again. Rejoice. Yes, and will rejoice. Verse 19. (laughs) For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ himself according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. He's the same one that said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to save. But with all boldness, as always, say that with me, with all boldness, as always, that's a great one to get in your spirit, with all boldness, as always, as always, meaning I'm always bold, I always have boldness, I'm always living in boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. See, this man didn't fear death. He knew that on the other side of this life is stunning. The other side of this flesh is paradise. He knew that in his spirit. He knew that through the scriptures. He knew that through revelation. That to be absent from the body is to be immediately present with the Lord, which is just paradise. So he didn't fear death, which is why he was bold always. He had no fear of dying. No one could kill this man because he was fearless of death. Amen. It's the fear you tolerate that will kill you and cripple you. It's the fear you reject and refuse that will set you free. Amen. And he says in verse 21 right here, For to me to live is Christ. That word Christ is literally the anointed one and his anointing. He says, For to me to live is the anointing, that the anointing may rest upon me, that I may move in it and operate in it. For it's the yoke, it's the anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage, the Bible said. And to die is gain. He knows that if he dies and leaves this place, he's gaining heaven, paradise, amen, where the streets are made of gold, amen. The streets we drive in are made of gold. Paradise. He said, to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor here on earth and in heaven. Yet what I shall choose, I cannot tell. Hmm. <laughs> well, I'm suffering down here. They're whipping me. Uh, am I going to die? Should I die? I kind of want to die. <laughs> but if I live, it's better for you, he says. Better for the church. Because I'll just be able to keep on writing letters to you. So he decided to live. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit for my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I cannot tell yet. For I am hard pressed between the two having a desire to depart and be with Christ himself, face to face in his presence forever, which is far better than the life I'm currently living on earth. Verse 24, Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you right now. And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain. Again, God God performs his word and his assignment and task. We're not leaving until he says it's time. Amen. And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all. Continuance, faithfulness, continuance with you all for your progress and joy of faith. Notice joy is linked to faith there. And your joy of faith. 
Your joy of faith. More faith, more joy. More faith, more joy. And we know faith worketh by love. More love, more joy. Verse 26, that your rejoicing for me may be more abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again. And verse 27, only let your conduct, your behavior, your works, your actions be worthy of the good news of Christ so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, your acts, the affairs of your life, that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, the mind of Christ, to be word-minded together. With one mind, word-minded, not worldly-minded, word-minded, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and not in any way terrified by your adversaries. Get that in your spirit. And not in any way terrified by your adversaries. And not in any way terrified by your adversaries. You know, people who carry fear, um, that fear of the devil will try to use that fear to come on you. It ain't yours. You just resist that and rebuke it. It's actually them who are in fear. You see a gang of a posse drive by in your car with the windows down and the music blaring, smoke coming out the windows. You see a gun in one hand. If fear tries to come on you, that ain't, don't take that. That's not yours. That's their fear they're, they're living in. They're seeped in it. Amen? They're afraid of death, which is probably why they're carrying the gun in the first place. So don't let that fear come on you. Don't take other people's fear. That's the devil's business. We just stay in faith. Amen? I'm walking in love. My faith working by love. I fear not. I resist you, fear. Bow down to Jesus right now. And there it goes. You speak to fear, it'll vanish. The devil's not stronger than you. Faith is way stronger than fear. You speak to that fear, it, it gets. But you got to speak to it. You can't just tolerate it and think to it. <laughs> Get. Amen. I'm not living in fear today. I'm not taking their fear. I'm living by faith. I'm the just here. Amen. Say nothing shall by any means hurt me. That's it right there. That's what the word says. Nothing. 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 No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Nothing. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. You may have an accident, but you'll come out unscathed. God will put you right back together again, just like Paul the Apostle. He should have been dead over 19 times. <laughs> God just kept putting him right back together again. Healing his body. Just kept moving for God. Amen? Fear could not stop him. He wasn't afraid to die. He wanted to die for Christ. Amen? He's almost trying to die for Christ. He was fearless. Amen? We can learn a lot from him. <laughs> Praise God. To live is Christ, to die is gain. Praise God forevermore. And not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which is to them a proof of perdition of death itself, but to you of salvation of life itself, and that from God Almighty upon you. For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. Just make sure it's his sake and not the enemy's sake. Amen? Amen? Yes. That it's not your sake and not the devil's sake, but his sake. That it's his plan. Having the same conflict which you saw in me, and now here is in me. I'll never forget the story of Mordecai Ham. Mordecai Ham was the evangelist that led Billy Graham to the Lord. And he was on a date one night with his wife, and they were walking through a dark alley. 
on their way to go see a film. And there was a gang of guys who jumped out of, out of him and his wife and surrounded them. And the Holy Spirit told him, which, you know, he could pick him out in the crowd. The, the leader of the gang is actually pretty easy to recognize if you, if you look. Who's, who's the ringleader here? There's always one. You know, Jesus always spoke to a spirit. He didn't speak to the legions that were supporting that one leader, that one devil. You're always dealing with one. And if you can get to the head, you can get to them all, right? So he found out the leader of that gang by the Holy Spirit just by looking around. And he spoke directly at that leader and pointed at him. He said, if you lift a finger of us, God will kill you on the spot in the name of Jesus. And that struck fear in that leader. And guess what? When the leader left, all the posse left with him. So you only got to get to the head, amen? If you see a gang of guys, you just get the leader converted, amen? And he'll convert all the rest of them, right? That's what Paul did, amen? Paul went straight for the head every time. I'm going to preach the gospel to the Pope in Rome. You know, I'm going to the head right now. I'm going for the, the, high, the higher ups because they'll lead everyone else, just like Paul. He was the head of his synagogue at the time, the leader of the Jewish temple. Jesus knew, hey, if I can get this man, I can get the whole world through him. He went for the head, amen? So go for the head. Cut off the head. Amen? <laughs> go for the jugular. So he spoke to that leader and he left. He left and the whole gang left with him. The next morning it was reported in the paper that leader died in a car crash that night. In the river. Supported that evangelist and the call of God and the favor of God in his life. The Bible says, touch not God's anointed. Touch not God's anointed. You have a a sure foundation and promise from God that he will avenge you. You can't speak bad about your brethren or sister, and I don't care who they are. What you think about them, it's, it's unscriptural. It's dangerous. It's dangerous to talk bad about any of God's anointed, no matter what you think about them. Just watch it. Don't let it get to your heart and your tongue. You bad thoughts may come, but you just take those out the door and refuse to walk in offense till Jesus comes. It'll cut your life short, offense will. Amen. Don't talk bad about God's anointed. They're anointed from God. They're, child, they're children of God, made in the same exact image and likeness. Amen. Amen. Praise God for keeping us, for keeping us from offense in these last days. Yeah. Keeping us in our love commandment. Keeping us in the salvation that only protrudes from you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for covering us with your mighty hand your mild, mighty shield and for giving us the Holy Ghost in us that will keep us from taking offense from keeping us from saying it with our lips from taking it with our lips into our hearts keep us from offense Lord set a guard around our mouth like David said set a guard around my tongue keep me from taking evil things with my mouth in the precious name of Jesus Amen Amen having the same conflict which you saw in me and now here is in me. I think we'll stop right there and take it off. Let's just keep reading. Do we have time? we have a little bit? What time is it? we got five or ten minutes. Can I get an amen if you got five or ten? <laughs> All right. Let's just continue here through chapter two. We'll stop around halfway. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy my joy by being how do we fulfill God's joy by being like-minded having the same love being of one accord of one accord not a Honda Accord one accord of one mind one mind 
Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. You know, that may look different to each one of us. How I esteem others may look different than how you esteem others. But as long as we're doing it with our heart and the real us, it'll profit everyone. Amen? Let each one esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Let this mind be in you. Let this mind be in you. Meaning you'll have to meditate this word until it's a part of your being. Let this mind of Christ, the word of the living God, be in the fabric of your whole being, which also was in Christ Jesus, in him, in him, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Neither should we. Made in the same exact image and likeness, I don't consider it robbery to be equal with him. He raised us up together in himself. Amen. We ought to think highly of ourselves, just like he does. But made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men, (laughs) and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Even the death of the cross, the worst death there was. Therefore God also has highly exalted him. Why? Because he humbled himself through obedience. Therefore God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. doesn't say will bow. Many people have misquoted that. It's every knee should bow. It's God's will to save the whole world. It doesn't say what they will. That they will all get saved. But it does say that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. It's what's best for them. Of those in heaven, and of those on the earth, and of those under the earth. Remember, he even preached in hell. He preached to the bosom of Abraham, got Moses saved, got Abraham saved. Everyone who was kept in that region. Uh, When Jesus was raised from the dead, that's the first place he preached. I believe he took Moses with him to heaven, Abraham with him to heaven. All those who believed his word. Preached in the upper regions of hell. (laughs) hallelujah and of those under the earth apparently hell is under the earth somewhere China (laughs) it's down there there somewhere (laughs) I didn't say Chinese by the way I said China right amen and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord Notice it doesn't say will there. It says should confess. Should confess. It's in your best uh, best entrance to confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, say that's me. Say I'm loved today with an everlasting love. As you have always obeyed, Woo! This is a sincere letter. <laughs> As you have always obeyed. Now that's not me. <laughs> I'll get there. Amen. The faithful shall flourish. If you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Isaiah 1.19 says. As you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. 
Notice it doesn't say to work out the salvation of another with fear and trembling. <laughs> it says work out your own salvation. See, if you get saved in every area, you're going to rub off on everyone around you. Amen. <laughs> you're not supposed to perfect others. God is. You're supposed to perfect yourself and allow God to perfect others through your perfection. Can I get an amen? Paul said it this way. I must be first partaker of the fruit. I must be living the gospel before I can even share it. I must be experiencing the benefits of the gospel before I ever showed it, ever share it with anyone. So you have to be experiencing the word first, working out your own salvation with fear and trembling, not someone else's. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do. You know, you just do your part and stick with it. You don't have to change anyone, amen? God called you to preach the word, just preach the word. The results are up to him. Amen? You just do your job and stick with it with faithfulness. Amen. And God will work. You are not called to change anyone except yourself. Praise Jesus. For it is God who works in you, in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Amen. See, if you were the only one on earth, God would be looking at you to work and do for his good pleasure, not someone else. He's looking at you. Amen. To work and to do for his good pleasure. Verse 14, do all things. Ooh, this is good. We're getting into it. We're getting into it now. Do all things. Say all things. All things. Without complaining. All things. All things. Changing a diaper. <laughs> Mowing the lawn. Going to work. Going to a family reunion. Going to a high school reunion. Whatever you're doing, it says do all things without complaining. That's hard for most of us. We've been taught to complain that complaining gets results through the world. It doesn't with God. It doesn't. Complaining doesn't prosper in the kingdom. He says, do all things without complaining. Driving to work and there's traffic. Nope. <laughs> Not going to go there. If you're tempted to complain, that's where the gift of the brain and tongues comes. <laughs> this comes right out through you so you don't say anything stupid that'll condemn you and put you in bondage. That's what that gift of tongues is for, to keep you free. <laughs> He's right there. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for interceding for my behalf. I was going to rip him a new one. <laughs> Amen. I was going to complain. I was going to dispute. I was going to blame. I was going to criticize. But you were right there because the love of God constrains me. Amen. From saying something dumb that I would regret later on. Do all things without complaining and disputing. That you may know strife. This is a strife-free life if we get this. Oh, that's tough. Especially if you've practiced and you're conditioned to strive. Especially if that's a habit of yours. It's going to take at least 21 days. Experts have proven to break that habit of strife in your life. If you're having a habit of complaining and striving, you're going to have to do it for at least 21 days and give it in praise instead. And that'll develop a new habit. Then after that 21-day mark, it's easy. Once you hit that 21-day mark, they've proven this. Amen? So you just have to do it for 21 days, and then it's, it's downhill from there. Amen? <laughs> 21 days, it's tough. I know, I started a new workout regimen. It's like pulling teeth. Those 21 days, man. Whew. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> Waking up early, setting my, Clark, my clock for 5.30, 6 a.m. Every day, 
sleeping through it those Wednesdays and then just feeling horrible. Yeah, that's the hardest part. But once you get there, ah, you know, once you get to the top, you can feel it. And then it just becomes light and easy. But you have that, that time, that practice time to ingrain it, a new habit. He says, and become a, where was I? There we are. <laughs> Do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become. What's that? This is a becoming process here, he says. He says, do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become. You're working out your own salvation with fear and trembling when you refuse to do those things. That you may become blameless. Blameless, without spot, without reproach, without wrinkle, and harmless. Harmless. You know, we're here to help people, not harm them, right? Harmless. Children of God, children of love himself, without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation who are looking to harm others, among whom you shine as lights in the world, harmless as a dove, wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. The Holy Spirit was always pictured as a dove, as a dove. They're just gentle. They're quiet. They're meek. And um, it's a delicate bird. It's not like a parrot or a turkey vulture who'll land on your shoulder. It says the, the Holy Spirit ascended on Jesus like a dove landed on his shoulder. You've got to be gentle with doves. If you move too rapidly, they'll fly off and get scared. They're not aggressive. They're gentle. They're meek. They're humble in a sense. I mean, I look at a dove and I see humble. They're just quiet. It's like they live before God in a sense. Just waiting. Just waiting on them. So we have to move so we don't shake that dove off our shoulder. Gently. Without harm. Because he'll leave. And I don't want the Holy Spirit to leave. Ever. He's my comforter. My standby. My teacher. My confidant. He's God on the earth. And I want him to stay with me at all times. I don't want to shake that dove off my shoulder. So be harmless, be blameless, children of love, without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life. I think that's one of the biggest detriments to that whole COVID thing, out of anything, was um, the government trying to get people to stay at home and not go out into the whole world where we shine as lights. We shine as lights, it says, in the world when we're out of our houses, when we're in the world, when we're in the marketplace, when we're out there amongst the people, just like Jesus. You know, they tried to kill him at church, <laughs> but they ran to him out there in the marketplaces. That's where we shine brightest. Praise God. If I don't have human contact for a day, I suffer. If I don't have human contact with someone out there, some unbeliever, if I can't smile at someone somewhere, I don't feel good. I need it. We all need it. We're lights. And lights were created to shine, <laughs> not be hidden. Holding fast the word of life. Hold on to this Bible. Hold on to this word of life. It's life itself. So that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Yes, and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice. 
with you all. To die is gain. This statement came from his belief. To die is gain. I am glad and rejoice with you all. For the same reason you also be glad and rejoice with me. Be glad and rejoice with me, Paul says. God wrote this through him. Be glad and rejoice with me. <laughs> Everyone who's gone to heaven and then come back to tell about it always says the same thing. They saw Jesus laughing. They all have the same testimony in that area. They saw Jesus laughing. God told Kenneth Copeland one day in his prayer closet, he said, Kenneth, if it wasn't for sin, I would never have a serious thought. If it wasn't for sin, it comes to seal, kill, and destroy, I would never have a serious thought. I just love that. <laughs> his yoke is easy, and his burden is light, and the Bible says God laughs. He sings, and he laughs. <laughs> And he's got a big shower to do it in. <laughs> it says, laughter doeth good like a medicine. Modern day medicine has caught on to that, by the way. They have laughing classes in hospitals now. Amen. You can laugh yourself up. Praise God. Put yourself in remembrance of who you are and who he is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. But I trust, we'll just wrap up. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy, his young Padawan preacher, about 40, when he started the church at Ephesus, the foremost leading church of its day, right in the middle of the world. Timothy, who was the pastor, to you shortly, that I also may incur, be encouraged when I know your state. For I have no one, I love this verse, for I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for you. I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for you, the church, like I have, he says. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus. But you know his proven character, Timothy, that as a son with his father, he served with me in the gospel. <laughs> that father and son thing always chokes me up. Lord Jesus. Makes sense, right? God's our father. Hallelujah. Therefore, I hope to send him at once, as soon as I see how it goes with me. The world's number one need is fathers. Fathers. The number one need in this world, this crooked, perverse generation, are fathers. Faithful fathers. Therefore, I hope to send him at once, as soon as I see how it goes with me. He didn't know if the Lord was going to allow him to die or not. And he didn't care either way. <laughs> to see how it goes with me. But I trust in the Lord that I myself also shall come shortly. So his faith was in being released. Sounds like to me, right? His heart was in, I'm going to be released. I still have work to do. I can't die yet. There's a lot to do. Verse 25. Yet I considered it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus. My brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier. Get that. Paul considered himself a soldier and fellow soldier. But your messenger and the one who ministered to my need daily, since he was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. For indeed he was sick almost unto death. But God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, 
lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow um, about him dying. He could have been a baby Christian, may not have known his authority, or he may not have been just taking care of himself like he should have. He may have been overworked. We don't know the reason he was sick. Therefore I sent him the more eagerly, that when you see him again, you may rejoice, and I may be less sorrowful because he lives. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness, and hold such men in esteem. Oh, here's the reason right here, verse 30. Because for the work of Christ, he came close to death. Because for the work of Christ, he came close to death. Not regarding his life. There it is. That's the reason for his sickness. God didn't put sickness on him. We know God doesn't have sickness to work with, right? He did this. He overworked himself. Because for the work of Christ, he came close to death, not regarding his own life. You've got to take care of yourself, no matter what business you're in. Always make sure to try to bring a water and a protein bar out of every drop. <laughs> you got to feed yourself. If I don't have calories at a certain point, I shut down. And I can't help people if I haven't first helped myself. If I'm not fed, I cannot feed others. Literally. <laughs> so you got to take the time to feed yourself to feed others. Amen? The Lord needs you healthy. That's why he healed us. Amen? The Lord needs us strong and mighty. Amen? To do the work he's called us in. Whatever that calling is. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Whatever the call is, just do it till he comes. Amen? Hallelujah. doesn't matter how big it is, how small it is. It only matters how faithful you are in it. That's all that matters in the end. He'll promote you in heaven. Faithful a little ruler over much. Can I get an amen? amen? He said, not regarding his life to death to supply what was lacking in your service toward me. Someone had to pick up the slack and it was Epaphroditus. Well, he's got rewards coming to him. Amen? Praise God forevermore. It's so much better if we just work together and we all know our own position and we just stay in and operate in it. Amen? And live in it. It'll make it easier for us and all those around us in the body of Christ. So praise God forevermore. Amen. Father, we bless you. We thank you, Lord. Where two or three are gathered, you're here. Thank you for your word. And it went forth unchecked and unhindered. Pray that it goes deep. Thank you for that book of Philippians that will continue next week. Thank you for Paul's letter of joy and rejoicing in some of the most adverse, worst circumstances of his life. He gave us the book of joy. <laughs> I love how you work. We love how you do things. And you are faithful to complete the work you started in us. Just like you were in him. Paul said, I'll come to Rome in the fullness of the blessing. Thank you, Lord, for fulfilling your perfect will and plan and your blessing within us. You're faithful. You're faithful to do it. We look to you, not to ourselves, to perfect and fulfill every good plan. And we'll do what you say in accordance. And if you agree with that, say amen. Amen. Thanks for coming out today, familia and everyone. We love you guys. Be blessed today. Um, if we're going to take up our offering. If you like to sow into our ministry, you can do so at ElishaMarkMinistries.com. And we love you guys, and we bless you. And thank you. And I'm just wondering, it's just in my spirit to read one verse on, on a promise here. It's good to be able to give. Amen.
Say, I sow my seed in faith today. I expect harvest to come my way. I never give and go broke. It's not the God's way. Whatever I give, when he says to give it, is given back to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will others give back to me. For with the measure I used, it's measured back to me. Say, it is written. Lord, I put you in remembrance of your word. You said give. And it'll come back multiplied when it's given in faith in the right place at the right time. Thank you, Lord, for my coming harvest. I sow and I reap. And I'm in charge of both. I take up responsibility to sow my seed and to call in my harvest. And I won't stop laboring in your word, calling in what's rightfully mine, which you promised me until I have it in my storehouse. So say this with me, money come to me now. I claim my harvest out of the hands of the wicked and I call it in my hands, the hands of the just, the hands who are in covenant with Almighty God himself. Amen. Amen. He says, bring all your tithes, offerings into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, where my word is going forth from. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, say such blessing, that there will not be room enough to receive it. <laughs> You're going to have to sow it. You're going to have to spread it. And verse 11 says, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. In any area of your life, you're covered. I will rebuke this devourer for your sake, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine, your business, or whatever you put your hand to, shall fail to bear fruit for you in the field, in the world, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed. For you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of heaven's armies. That's promised to a tithing person. What a covenant. <laughs> what a covenant the tither has. Amen. Say, I claim my covenant in the sight of God and man. And all grace abounds to me because he said it. And that settles it. Amen. We love you guys. Thanks for joining us. Bye all around the world. Thank you. We love you. See ya. Pastor Eli, which, which verse is that? The covenant uh, of the...